you know, I think technology and, and social media specifically has been a blessing and a curse. And I think it's one of the reasons why Super Connector is so important right now. Um, has become incredibly noisy and hard to find the right people. It's hard to, you know, figure out the difference between a true expert and the plethora of gurus and ninjas and wizards and whatever else they're calling themselves right now on LinkedIn who actually have no experience at all. Welcome to Inside Outside Innovation, episode 89. Ryan Paw is the COO of Community Co. and co-author of the book Super Connector, Stop Networking and Start Building Business Relationships That Matter. Ryan offers an entrepreneurial view of what's important when entrepreneurs, corporate innovators, and startup founders connect. He also gives some insight about the type of person who's most effective at networking and how anyone can foster those skills. Hi, everyone. I'm Victory Clafter, producer of Inside Outside Innovation. New technologies, markets, and methodologies are changing the way people create value. Inside Outside Innovation is the podcast that brings together the best and brightest in the world of innovation, tackling these challenging problems. Inside Outside Innovation is hosted by Brian Ardinger, founder of Next, a provider of research, events, and consulting services that help innovators and entrepreneurs build better products, launch new ideas, and compete in a world of change and disruption. For more information, visit next.co. That's nxxt.co. Before we get started, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how you got to be a, a super connector? Sure. You know, I've been community building for around 15 years. After I graduated college, I, I fell into entrepreneurship because I was just not satisfied with what the corporate world had to offer me. And really, the reason that I entered entrepreneurship is I felt lost and felt like I needed community. So I started reaching out to my peers online. I started reading blogs. I started learning from others who were entering the quote unquote real world and started to experience some of the same things that I was experiencing. And we learned quickly that there was a need for someone to build community around these people and help them understand themselves better, but also help generations that were also in the workforce understand this new generation, Gen Y, a little bit better. So we built a network called Brazen Careerist and had thousands of young Gen Y professionals on there, as well as uh, recruiters and other executives from other generations who were looking to target this group of people and understand them and connect with them. And that, that turned into a pretty positive thing. And that was my first real bout of building community and starting to build a network at a time in my life where I was feeling stuck. Brazen made a pivot and we rebranded as Brazen Technologies and started building software as a service products to help connect young job seekers with recruiters that were looking to target them and get more information about them before they brought them in for formal interviews. So we built a speed networking platform, sort of like a professional version of chat roulette, if you remember that phenomenon less naked people, more uh, actual real networking. And uh, it took off. And Brazen Technologies is around to this day. But I decided to step out of that role as hard as it can be to give up your baby and take on something new. Because being that community builder at heart, I really felt like when we moved into just this purely SaaS space, some of the community elements that I loved and was contributing to uh, weren't as important anymore. 
And around that time is when I met my current business partner, Scott Gerber. And Scott was putting together a small, intimate group of young entrepreneurs, just people that could help support one another through the trials and tribulations of being an entrepreneur, because that is another lonely place in, in life is being in that role. And he invited me to join. And I thought the people that he had curated, this group of a couple dozen individuals, was a really great group, something that I was missing as a young person. Even with founders, it can be lonely being in entrepreneurship because a lot of your friends just don't understand that. My family certainly did not understand it. And I, I approached Scott, got to know him really well, and told him that if he ever wanted to take this group and turn it into something that was more of a professional organization and potentially had the ability to become a full-time business, I'd love to explore that with them. Uh, at the time, I was in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, doing my brazen business, and I did a lot of trips out to New York, where Scott was located. We spent countless hours walking around Manhattan, talking about business models, talking about how we envisioned this community, eating way too much Panera bread and drinking way <laughs> too much coffee. Eventually, we came up with a business model, and we both decided to step out of our full-time jobs and launch uh, what is now known as YEC, which stands for Young Entrepreneur Council. It's a group of a couple thousand successful entrepreneurs all across North America. Uh, their businesses are making at least a million dollars in revenue per year, and it, it's really grown into something special. And, and our philosophy has always been that people will always be your most important asset, no matter what you are going to do in your life. And we decided that we would take that leap and, and recognize that it's not just entrepreneurs that need access to people and that can be in that lonely place, but anyone who has ambition in their life and wants to succeed because not everyone has that. So we started building communities for all sorts of executives, young and old, uh, and that led us to partner with Forbes Media to launch the Forbes Councils, which is a collective of industry-specific uh, leadership groups and geographic-specific leadership groups. On the industry side, we have groups such as the Forbes Technology Council, which is an invite-only group for uh, top-level technology executives, such as CTOs and CEOs and, or excuse me, CIOs and uh, VPs of technology, uh, Forbes Agency Council for agency owners and so on. And then on the geographic side, which is new, we've just started to launch uh, a community for small businesses in local regions. We've launched the Forbes New York Business Council for founders and owners and operators of, of businesses in New York, Forbes LA Business Council. And in March, we'll be launching the Forbes Boston Business Council and the Forbes Dallas Business Council. We've launched communities for men's health. We've launched communities for other brands that um, are starting to think about how they can improve uh, you know, the engagement of existing communities or the retention of members and customers. Uh, and we're starting to do a lot more three-dimensional community building across all brands. People are starting to see that community is important from individuals connecting with other people all the way into the corporate space where, you know, people are realizing that you need a more human touch to uh, retain a client, to make them really engage with your brand. This concept of, uh, you mentioned loneliness in the entrepreneurial world, but I think it also applies to corporate innovators because a lot of these times they're the, the entrepreneurs or the folks within the, the four walls of a corporation that are quite frankly designed to either uh, kill the existing model, business model or uh, to disrupt it. And so a lot of times the entrepreneurs on that, inside the organization or outside the organization feel and have the same type of challenges. So I wanted to dig into your book specifically and, and talk about how uh, a person within an organization or kind of creates their network and kind of builds their network uh, to 
to be able to move faster and, and, and do better things uh, with the people around them. Sure, absolutely. You know, in the book, we talk a lot about um, what you need to know about yourself before you can become a great connector and start building uh, a community around yourself of great people. And, and it's all about self-awareness, understanding who you are, understanding your strengths and weaknesses, understanding if you are an introvert or an extrovert, and also getting past some of the myths about what makes a good connector. Uh, I think a lot of people would uh, imagine that a great connector is a extrovert who is just the life of the party and can walk into any room and talk to anyone. But what we found through our interviews is that that might actually be uh, to the contrary and that introverts are better connectors and are just as capable as extroverts of making great connections and building community. And we think that's because of just their thoughtfulness and their willingness to sort of not have to be at center stage and just sit back and listen and just collect the information that people are talking about and then distill that down into opportunities in which they can help those people either connect with someone within their network to you know, support them and, and what they're passionate about or, or provide them with a resource or something else. Um, so just circling back, the, the self-awareness aspect is really, I think, number one, getting to know yourself first. And I think a lot of the places in which we get stuck and in which we don't make better connections and we don't build meaningful relationships in any organization that we're a part of is, is because of something internal that we haven't um, figured out yet about ourselves. So take us back to a, a time or some, maybe some examples. Uh, one of the things I'm thinking through is a lot of the corporate innovators that we, we talk to, they have their own networks maybe within their organization. Uh, they have their allies and they can kind of navigate politically through their, their existing network. But when it comes to innovation, a lot of times you have to look outside your own industry, look outside your own walls. You have to look to startups. How can uh, some people uh, take what you've written here and, and, and kind of use it to build their networks outside of what would be traditional, uh, their traditional th- ways of thinking or their traditional networks? For corporate innovators, but really anyone who's trying to, to build better you know, connections, you, you really want to look outside of, of just those people that are exactly identical to you. You know, corporate innovators hanging out with other corporate innovators in a room together can only accomplish so much. But, you know, having access to the people with strengths outside of that core group of people, startups is, is one group that you mentioned, can be really incredible. And, and there's a lot of mutual value that can be exchanged through corporate innovators building those types of relationships with startups because startups want to connect with corporate America and partner and, you know, be a part of their businesses. And there's so just like for corporate innovators, it might feel challenging to get in touch with startups. I think for startups, me being one of them, I find them challenging to get in front of the right people at corporate. So I I think, you know, one really great way to think about yourself if you are a corporate innovator and just let's just keep using the startup example to connect with them is to think of yourself as a, um, you know, a toll booth and, and that you are sort of in a way the gatekeeper to, you know, access what exists and what opportunity is available for them within this corporate sector. I think that it's it's less um, challenging than you would think to get in touch and connect with startups if, you know, they feel as if they have access to gain from creating a, a mutual beneficial 
relationship with them. And then it's just down to the fundamentals of, of finding them, going to events where you know that startups are going to be at, being a part of forums where you know startups are going to be communicating and, and sharing their challenges with other startup people and getting involved in that conversation and, and giving back. I think the most important thing that uh, corporate innovators can do to build trust and, and obtain that relationship is going to be to first look for ways in which you know, they can provide support and, and help and to just let the value that they need to extract take the backseat. You know, the best way to, you know, create a real relationship that's going to be beneficial and valuable for you is to first just help the people that you're trying to build a relationship with and show that there's trust and that you're not just trying to immediately create this transactional relationship. Right. Yeah, that give first mentality that's so prevalent in the startup field, you know, good corporate innovators are, are kind of tapping into that as well and trying to understand and navigate that as well. Talk a little bit about some of the, you know, Innovation is happening everywhere, and I think it's probably happening in the in the traditional networking sense as well. You have a lot of new tools and technologies and, and ways to connect with people that you didn't have in the past. Um, talk a little bit about some of how networking itself has changed and some of the tools and technologies that people are using to, to create those uh, bigger connections and better connections than ever before. Sure. So I think one of the big ways that people are combating that is curation. Uh, you know, with our communities such as YEC and the Forbes Councils, we've had a lot of success with simply using Facebook groups, being able to curate people who we know, you know, pass the test of, of being a true expert in their field and bringing those people into one place where, you know, there is a trusted vetted network and people are willing to become more intimate in that setting. People these days have their guard up. Uh, they're not willing to be vulnerable, and that's for good reason, because they're putting that vulnerability out to potentially hundreds of thousands of people that could take advantage of that. But when you're in a curated group of really great people who are very top of their class and very focused on good karma and giving back, you'll find that you know that um, lack of vulnerability melts away, and people are going to start becoming more authentic and share their challenges. And it's amazing to see what types of magic happens when people are willing to talk about some of the real challenges in their businesses that they otherwise wouldn't want to talk about. Um, so finding groups that are curated, I think, is critical. Or if you're a corporate innovator and love building things, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners do, build one of your own. I think right now there are so many people out there who don't know how to build community or aren't making the time to invest in it that are very hungry for that type of private group. So if you can become a curator of really great people that can become almost like a virtual mastermind, I think that you'll be in a, put yourself in a very powerful position um, to, to become a great connector and to become known for being um, potentially that super connector that you want to be in the corporate innovation space. Love it. Is there anything else in the, in the book you want to kind of cover or talk about? The most important thing to me when you read this book is that you don't read it as gospel. Um, we showcase who we feel are top super connectors in uh, a multitude of industries from, you know, top tech executives to the mom and pop shop around the block because we want this to feel attainable. But when you read it, you know, some things might not seem like things that you would do. 
Um, and that's okay. This book isn't made to be a step-by-step blueprint for how to become a super connector. This book is made to inspire people to think about building relationships differently and to maybe take nuggets from the stories that we share, apply them to their own life, or to take inspiration and, and come up with their own strategies. But, but I think it's clear you know, to, to most people that the way that we network and build relationships needs to change. It's just become flawed, and it's a system that is due for a major overhaul. And I hope that the readers of the book will you know, read again and, and get inspired to figure out how they can implant these ideas into their own lives, into the lives of those around them that they have influenced in. That's the end of another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. Thanks for joining us. If you have comments, questions, or would like us to cover a specific topic, let us know at the IO Podcast on Twitter or at our website, next.co, nxxt.co. Until next time, go out and innovate.